the best love stories, I think, is with ourselves because inevitably we are with ourselves. And, and once we can master that love story, then we can love everyone, even the ones that um, are not ready to love us yet. Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloom and Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about blooming time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on this podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking love just like you may be. And frankly, I need some help and inspiration. That voice you heard off the top was Shelly Morgan. Shelly has brought fabulous energy to the podcast by joining me after each interview to share her insights about love and relationships. But today, Shelly is the interview guest to talk about late bloom in love from her own experience in relationship and also from her growing expertise as a healthy aging researcher, educator, and advocate for older adults. This is also Shelly's last regular contribution to the podcast, though she'll hopefully come back to visit in future. And it's the one-year anniversary of the podcast launch on Valentine's Day, 2022. So Shelly and I will be looking back at the past year of wonderful podcast conversations and looking to the future too. I hope you'll stick around to hear more of this episode. My conversation with Shelly Morgan is up next. Shelly Morgan, my friend, welcome to Late <laughs> in Love, the podcast you know well. How are you? I am simply fabulous, my friend. Thank you so very much for this invitation. Oh, I'm, you're so welcome. I'm so happy to have you here because today is the one year anniversary of starting mm. the podcast. You have been part of this journey. You've been so supportive. I I launched on Valentine's Day 2022. Yes. yes. And uh, we're back in almost, well, it's going to be Valentine's Day any moment, 2023. And this is the last time you're going to join me on the podcast. So I'm really moved and touched and sad, but really happy. But come on, you know what? Do not say this is the last because you never know. Maybe oh. I'll come and talk about older adults and yeah. aging or some information I'd love to share during that is my research. Point. Yeah. So don't write me off. No, no, no. Good point. No, never. <laughs> this is the last time you're joining me on the podcast in this way. Yeah. Um, which actually is not even the way. It's not even, no. No, last time no. was the last time so, yeah. where you joined me to reflect on what we'd heard. This time you are the guest. You mm -hmm. are the main meal you're the main course <laughs> and the dessert and everything and so today I wanted to talk from your point of view as a healthy aging researcher educator and advocate which is a fabulous title uh it I am I'm very excited for this conversation and we're doing it I wanted to do this to mark the one year to thank you so much for being part of the project it was my pleasure I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm sorry. So oh, good. Yay. People, every time there's been an episode with you, which is most of them, everyone is like, they always comment <laughs> on how great Shelly is in the episode. I'm like, yeah, she's fabulous. Alrighty. So 
I've got mm-hmm. a few questions I wanted to ask uh, you. Yes, yes, yes. Looking back on the year mm. podcast in life, and then I got to get into some of the work you do and yeah. then get into some fabulous Shelly advice. So yeah. that's, that's what I want us to do today. Mm. All righty. So I wanted to start by asking you of the different love stories or pieces of advice that guests on the podcast have brought, what has remained with you? This is now a year up to a year later. I think uh, Doreen and Graham, Mm. um, their love story uh, tells that it's never too late. Late blooming love is possible for all. And it shows how, at uh, I believe he's 86 and yes. she's 88. Yes. And it shows how that connection and that need for um, intimacy and that special one really adds to the quality of our aging process. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was just infectious and loving and, and it made me yearn for that as well in whatever capacity that Great. holds for me in the future. Really? So you're looking forward to your 80s? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. yes. I, I'm looking forward to my 80s, my 90s, celebrating my century. Yes. Wow. And, <laughs> and being in love? Oh, being in love, being in love with life, being in love with me, wow. being in love with my friends, being the best version, because that's the opportunity I get to be the best version of Shelley. Mm. And the first love is my love to myself, wow. I think. Yeah, that's such a good you. Yes, such a good thing to be reminded of. Um, the just talking for a moment about Graham and Doreen again, who mm. fell in love in their eighties. They uh, talked a lot about communication and flexibility being the fruits of being older that helped mm-hmm. them. Do you think? Uh, do you think we're there yet? <laughs> um, yes, you know, I, I, I thought about that and. And I reflected on my own relationship with my husband and Mm -hmm. communication is paramount. Um, We speak, we have a good, we have good conversations and even in our silence is good because it's mutual. Um, And, and, and that kind of flexibility (laughs) to be with somebody for any amount of time, even if it is five minutes, you have to be flexible. Um, And for a long-term relationship, communication and flexibility are the pillars, I think, um, to guarantee a a successful, quote-unquote, successful um, transaction, relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and sustaining it. Oh, yes. Over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're still together, Graham and Doreen. Oh, yes. Love story is carrying on. Yeah. (laughs) So they probably both added a digit to their ages. I love it. At this point. Yeah. No, very nice. I will say that a story that sticks with me, and it's partly because this is a person I know and I see her very positive posts on social media. It's Monique Polak. I spoke to her early Mm -hmm. in the podcast year. She had gone on. 50 online dates before she met her partner. She was in her late fifties when she started the process and she's into her sixties now. And that story was really about perseverance and faith. Do you remember? I loved her story that when she met this fellow who was of course a stranger then for the 50th date, there was in the back of her mind, she sort of had this belief based on something she'd read. I think her daughter had said that maybe it takes 50 dates. So there was a part of her that was already invested in this 50th date. one, 
And so she helped it along by putting on all her lucky bangles and socks and underpants. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. And then when they met, she said she felt something right away. They met in a cafe and there was an immediate response. And yeah. So just you have to, mm. I think you have to be, there's some amount of belief. Um, And, and it, and, and the thing with late blooming love is that as we age, we have so much experience Mm -hmm. um, as it relates to us setting goals, us believing in sometimes the unseen and achieving it. It's the same with love. Um, For myself, I, I had read some similar to um, Monique. I had read something that this woman, she made a list of a hundred qualities. And when I was done, you know, being in the streets, I made my list, um, tore up that list and began acting as if the list were true. When one of the lists was that my future husband would be uh, appreciative of arts and I knew nothing about art. I've not even have ever been to any kind of gallery or anything like that, you know. And I went searching and, you know, wanting to open up my... um, fake it till you make it right um so there and and i like that there is a it's it's similar to everything that we've achieved it's Mm. as it relates to love it's consistency it's perseverance it is knowing what you know is sticking to it and knowing what you want and going after it and um, i think monique did excellent it was very um I, i love the numbers game as well (laughs) <laughs> right. As a, as a researcher, as a, yeah. as a statistician. Yeah. 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 No, no. And she, she continues to post on social media, just, you know, about her life. And very often it's about wonderful moments with her partner and, and his, uh, his kids that are very much in her life. Late blooming love is yeah. blooming and there for all. Yeah. Oh, you're so good. (laughs) (laughs) I will mention another uh, guest who was a highlight for me because she's somebody I admired, not someone I know in real life. It's the uh, sex educator from Mm -hmm. the U.S., Emily Nagoski, whose message is really about encouraging women to honor themselves Mm -hmm. and find what they need and not Mm -hmm. feel, not not be kind of overtaken by the cultural messages about Mm -hmm how you're supposed to be, to be worthy of uh, love and desire and how you're supposed to walk in the world to find it. And and I still find her super inspiring. And um, the other episode that I love, and I've talked about this with you multiple times, I guess <laughs> that shows, is the one about friendships. Yes. And um, I think I put as the title, like, what if our friendships are our best love stories and I know friendship we've talked like friendship into older aging into older life is really really important yes and for me I mean I've been single for such a long time and so like the you know our friendship and romance like treating our friendships as if they're as precious as our romantic relationships is probably something I've practiced kind of just without thinking about it but it's nice to be to be kind of deliberate about that it is. Um, as I've gotten older, I um, one of my best friends I met here, and she made me promise to be her friend um, oh, yeah. for the rest of my life. 
um, and I accepted. And I've realized how precious friendships are. Funny enough, my ringtone is the Golden Girls ringtone. Oh, and that's, you love the Golden Girls. <laughs> love it. And and that kind of friendship um, in later years and having that um, that 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 uh, support system is quite important but let us not say i would caution to say friendships are our best love stories friendship Mm. friendships are love stories Mm. and a relationship with a significant other is also a friendship but a different kind of friendship like each friendship is different and um i i i i don't want us to think that friendships are the best friendships are love stories and that we should try to engage and you know nurture those um but the the best love stories i think is with ourselves because if inevitably we are with ourselves and and once we can master that love story then we can love everyone even the ones that um, are not ready to love us yet Right. Thank you for reminding. <laughs> that is something that you often say. And yeah. I have to say, I have not taken that message in. That's, mm-hmm. I'm glad. I think I'm going to start really working on internalizing that one because that's such a such a fundamental point. I, yeah. Be- because sometimes, because I think we are not seeing the results of an intimate relationship, we flip our, you know, our, our narrative mm-hmm. and say friendships are the best love stories. But that is, it, it, it could be problematic. Again, I'm going to repeat myself, but friendships are just love stories and mm-hmm. intimate relationships are a different kind of love stories. And I would be, um, I would not be genuine and truthful to think that my best friends and I share the same relationship mm-hmm. and love as my husband and I. It's totally mm-hmm. two different things. Mm-hmm. And both of them are equally what I want for the rest mm. of my life mm. oh I love it <laughs> so good, <laughs> okay well speaking for a moment then about the self and loving oneself I have a question for you ah. answer it <laughs> uh, so we've been doing I've been doing this project and you've been supporting me all along for a year now yes and uh, I know you're a person who takes stock and looks forward quite formally usually probably you probably did this more in January Mm -hmm. not so much around Valentine's Day but here we are at Valentine's Day so let me ask you if you think about the past year yes uh how would how do you see that you've grown or evolved in that time as it relates to late blooming love or my own love story yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's a good see I see that you're you're putting putting us back on track good point yes yes how about Um, relating to that I I think hearing all the stories and hearing all the various advices and the excellent um, guests that you've had on the show, show and as well as our conversations mm. post guest um, made me look at my own relationship uh, with my husband and I uh, I'm able to even discuss some of the topics with him oh. and and kind of get a male perspective. Yeah. And also to, I must say, I um, I've 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 <laughs> I've seen even greater value in what we have, oh. um, because 
my husband is uh, 13 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a certain level of uh, maturity, late blooming love that we, we both experience. I was in my 30s when I met him yeah. and he in his 40s. And um, for many people, it could have been late blooming love. Well, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> we all feel like and, we're late blooming, I think, at every stage. I, th- I think that having been at that age and having had that back history in our both lives that really made us even better partners, friends, and lovers. Mm. Um, so having walked this wonderful podcast journey with you mm. really allowed me to even value my relationship and to see myself at 70, 80 <laughs> with my husband. And um, it's so funny, I was looking at him this morning sleeping and, you know, you know, mm. he's not getting some wrinkles. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, and I'm like, mm, yeah, this is good. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, nice. Nice. And you, my friend? Um, well, I will also, as you have done, keep this focused on the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, I mean, I feel like um, the this podcast project has partly served its goal, which has been to kind of push me a little bit into taking action in this part of life. And my hope was to be inspired by the conversations mm-hmm. I was having mm-hmm. and then to step into the world a little bit, not just keep it theoretical. <laughs> and uh, I'm still in that process, but I think I'm much more, I'm, I'm much more proactive. And then the important part, I think you'll probably agree is on a, on a, on a thinking level, I believe more that it's yes. possible. Yes. And I really noticed that recently I was recording the intro to a recent episode and I have something that I tend to say each time about, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this project cause I'm seeking love and relationship. And, uh, I hope anyone else listening who is also seeking that get something from this. And, um, when I said the thing about I'm I'm seeking it and hoping to find it but the first time it felt real <laughs> that's and, gorgeous yeah yeah and it's sort of it's kind of amazing because I realized oh it didn't feel real before but I didn't know well like, I know you were going to be coy about this so let me say as somebody observing some of the um the backstory that our lovely audience may not hear <laughs> I think the past year you have been Killing it, my girl. Aww. Killing it. <laughs> I am you. so proud of you. Um, you've you've expanded beyond um, what I what I thought you would have done oh. and experienced. <laughs> and going into this, I know I know I gave you a warning. You did. Um, this this is Do you not want to about... remind people. <laughs> what my thing was that you know if we're going to do this, mm. this will not just be a talk shop. Right. We're not politicians here. Right. You have to do the work and I'm not going to come and talk and talk and talk and not because really and truly it's for Amanda and Amanda is sharing this, this um, experience with her audience who mm-hmm. are going through this and um, who may even be in a relationship now, but you never know what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to see action coming from Amanda. Yeah. yeah. 
um, through this podcast. And that was the only reason I would have done it. And I am very, very happy to report that she has been immensely successful. Congrats, yeah. my friend. Oh, thank you. That makes <laughs> me feel so good. <laughs> and you did shake a very stern finger at me at the very yes, beginning. I yes, like, I did. If you don't actually translate this into action, we're not doing this. Yes. This whole thing is just an avoidance technique. Yes. No, and I will thank you so much. And and I will fill in a tiny bit of the background details, <laughs> which is just to say, yeah, I stepped into online dating, uh, not not for the first time, but for the first time in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And with, I think, more tools, I had that conversation mm-hmm. early in the podcast uh, with an expert online dating coach, and, and that was really helpful, actually. And then this summer, because I feel like, you know, dating is a summer activity, especially in Montreal, I, I went out with several different guys and had experiences that were... Um, you know, more than I expected, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I took more risks than I thought I was going to take. And I had, you know, there were more rewards than I expected. So yeah. And then um, I uh, sort of had a a story in the fall. And then here we are back to Valentine's Day. And I'm on these apps again. Mm -hmm. And or just one, just one. And um, it's, it's easier. I've, I've met a couple of people and it's just, it's like, you know, it's like any skill that you develop, it gets easier. And um, I have, when we get to the end of our chat today, I have something I'm going to reveal (laughs) that uh, will be kind of next step that I, I'm sure that you will uh, give me, I'll ask for a little advice from you. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I feel, I feel good. I feel good to to be here a, a year later. And I, so appreciate that stern talking to you. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to ask a little bit. I want to benefit from your uh, insight as as a researcher, educator, and advocate relating to healthy aging. So, and this is kind of a new uh, career area for you. So, what is it that interests you so much about it? Hmm. You know, life has a funny way of thrusting us into our passions and things that we end up doing. Um, I am a breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. and um, after a double mastectomy, rounds of chemotherapy, replacement surgeries, I realized that I fought this fight to get old. Ah. I wanted to get old. Um, I want, and previously I've always, even while I was in Jamaica prior to coming to Canada, I was thinking about doing a second PhD in gerontology. Uh Um, and when I, we migrated, I realized, you know, I had done quite a bit of work in cultural studies, business, the creative industries in Jamaica, both on the, that was my previous, right. Yeah. Um, both on the uh, private sector, public sector, working in education. Yeah. And when I came here, I knew I wanted to reinvent self. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know what? I love learning. I'm, I think I, I, I really enjoy research. And I think I'm, I really, really love sharing knowledge with people. And it's amazing how effortless and how natural it is when I myself 
I'm curious as to mm. what healthy aging looks like or should look like for me. And healthy aging is a discourse all by itself and what it does not represent and what it represents. Um, but for me, it is healthy aging as best as you can on your terms. Um, and so I grabbed the opportunity uh, migrating to Canada to, um, in Jamaica terms, we call it wheel and come again to start over mm. um which i have i've had uh did a postgraduate diploma in aging and health a master's in aging and health and i am awaiting um a response from my application to do a doctorate which would be looking into uh how best to engage and teach older adults um strategies and provide knowledge as it relates to aging and successful or healthy aging um, because I, I didn't want to die at um, 37, 38. No. I want to live until I want to see hundred, you know, yeah. I, um, I, yeah. So I, even now I, I choose not to wear makeup for, from, from reason being, cause I'm just too lazy. Um, <laughs> But I, I want to see the changes. I enjoy ah. seeing the changes. Um, in your face. In yeah. Your and it, yeah. And, and then how you can really, it's like you, your body's reinventing itself. And you can use exercise and food and fasting and friendships and relationships to add to this dynamic experience called aging. Mm. Um, I really am inspired by every older person I speak with because I am learning. I know absolutely nothing and I want to share everything. So that makes me, it's almost like a dream come true. I am forever learning and forever sharing because my own aging process, um, I want to share the world, yeah. share it with people as best as I can. Yeah. And yeah. And so that, so, and how, how are, I mean, anyone listening is going to be like, oh my gosh, how am I going <laughs> to find Shelly and what she's doing? Are you going to be writing books? Are you going to be teaching classes? Like you're, I'm you know, still you're... figuring it out. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I, and as we just came up with my title, um, <laughs> I, I love research. I love finding things out and I love, um, I think that's why I am not the best academic because mm. I like taking, stripping the information and making whatever the research is showing. How can we use it in our daily lives? Yes. yes. That is what, because I want to use it in my daily life. You know, for me, if people even knew the importance of strength training and you don't have to go to a gym, you can use yeah. cans of beans, but the importance of keeping those muscles going, of being yeah. able to squat uh, mm. and, and how that can transform your seventies and eighties. And, and that fear of aging really is the lack of knowledge. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm very preachy, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. It's amazing. You're gonna if you want to be a coach, you're gonna have way too many clients. That's to... and I think that's why I have to research, educate, yeah. and advocate. Coaching is um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so trying to figure it out, but I'm sure I'll come back on this wonderful podcast to, um, to oh, discuss yeah. well, I <laughs> what I want to be when I grow I up. I hope you do, but you could do your own podcast easily. Oh my goodness, everyone's going to tune in. All right, excellent. And then since I have you here, uh, yes. I will just say that we're going to go back to Late Bloom and Love in a moment. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. since you are, you just said that you, that people... It's, a, it's, it's about knowledge and maybe the lack of knowledge we have about the aging mm -hmm. process that prevents us from preparing and prevents us from, I guess, like having like pleasure in the prospect of it. So what, what do you wish more people understood or knew about the aging process so they could prepare better to age in a healthy way? What, what do we need to know? Just some of the, some of your top things. Aging is not for the faint of our heart. Uh -huh. Aging is not... For the young, it can't be. Yeah. Because to age, you have to have that reserve of experience, reserve of talent, mm. that resilience. Um, and because of where we are as humans, we have the knowledge of previous years and different um, groups and, and, and civilization as how best we can age and die. Yeah. Um, as it relates to where we are and, and even love. And, and so even when we talk about late blooming love, yeah. the attitude towards older adults loving each other, intimacy, yeah. even sex, yeah. um, us providing ourselves and older adults with information that is perfectly all right that your sexuality doesn't end at 70 mm -hmm. or 60 mm -hmm. um, or 90 and that intimacy can be um, at different stages and levels and that late blooming love. I mean, a lot of people fear going into an older adult residence. Yeah. But supposing that lovely space, you find that perfect gentleman at 80 <laughs> and you have the luxury of sitting down and chatting and yeah. walking and, you know, that, that, that leisure of not running after children, not running yeah. to the job, yeah. but really investing in that relationship in whatever um, ways you want that. It's almost like that one year, two years, three years of a 24-hour relationship mm. for me can even speak more volume than being running, you know, in different directions for 20 years. Right. Um, so again, I think people being more proactive and again, knowledge for me is key right. to, you have to be very, um, Forward-looking and deliberate. Ah, yeah. You have to decide what does Shelley want to look like at 60? Right. Want to be, want to sound like, where do I want to live? How do I want to move? And then you work backwards. It has to be very deliberate. Mm -hmm. um, and even loving, you know? Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, my husband is 13 years older than me. Yeah. Suppose in a scenario he passes before me. Yeah. Am I going to be interested? Should I, should I even think that people will say, but why would you think like that before? But right. it's, it's a reality. It could happen, uh -huh. you know? And, and so it, um, aging is a blessing. <laughs> oh, wow. 
It is such a blessing. It is, as, as, I, as I tend to say to a lot of people, the opposite of aging is early death. Mm. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, you're so good at this. <laughs> so it, it's beyond what you've already mentioned, which is, you know, looking after your body, it's exercising and keeping your muscles strong and being careful. Keeping your friendships you. and being deliberate. When you retire at 55, what are you going to do with all those hours yeah. or 65? Yeah. What's the plan? You should be working on that um, 10 years before. Exactly. And then it's a reframe, really, to think about aging as a, a rich time, uh, in some ways, a luxury. Like, yes. you're lucky if you get to age. So you're blessed. So and yes, you should. For it. Yeah. And in, in a very deliberate way, financially, emotionally, what do you expect? Where do you want to go? How you want to yeah. be? How you want to feel? Mm-hmm. you know um and this should be ongoing yeah and and very deliberate yeah. um and again i think information best practices the research is out there but a lot of time the research is is not available or yeah. in a way that we can take it okay we need to do this we need to do that yeah um and i think that's 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 how i want to support older adults here in yeah. canada back home in in jamaica and across mm-hmm. the world um yeah yeah because yeah. you you need um a, a, a mindset a framework a vision to yes. put into practice the yes the good habits we all know we should be doing yes yeah oh my goodness oh. and as i told a friend of mine um it's as you get older because you have been blessed with the years of experience mm-hmm. um in my 20s, I could drink all day, all night. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of Dover in my 30s, you know, and in 40s, you can mm-hmm. get it all together. Mm-hmm. But at 80, at 90, you get it right. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> afford to not <laughs> get up and work out. You have yeah, to. This is true. So that, um, that Dover time is, um, is, is not so much available because you have the experience of doing it. And so those formative years are really just practice. And as in those golden years, you, you get it right once. Because <laughs> you only get one chance, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yes, I do understand what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> wow. So there's a, yeah, this is a little bit, this reminds me of, of sort of the conversation with you before I started the podcast, because there's so much love, but there's a stern message in there too. <laughs> like you have to take this seriously. There's, there's a lot of joy potentially in, in l- looking at our, you know, the, the later part of our life proactively and envisioning the pleasure we want to have mm-hmm. and the and mm-hmm. the um you know the relationships but you can't um you can't just sit on your rear end you really no. have to be proactive proactive in how you approach it yeah and even let's go back to late blooming love yeah. and, and that's why i was so stern with you as it relates mm-hmm. to this podcast we know you know the benefit of having that intimate relationship with yeah. whomever you want. Yeah. That can extend your life. Mm-hmm. The quality of your life, the quantity mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. 
being rejected once or twice. I know. <laughs> small price so to pay, it's right? <laughs> very, very small price to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Very small price to pay. So I was going to ask you, because this is uh, the last time that you're going to be a regular part of the podcast journey mm-hmm. on the podcast. I think I'll hopefully mm-hmm. still get good advice from you. But at this stage, I was going to ask you for for what any whatever advice you want to you want to kind of leave me with. But I kind of think you just gave it to me <laughs> like I got it kind of the way you have to keep the bigger picture about your life in your own in 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 mind, in yes. your eyesight as you're moving later and later into your life you've got yes. to keep the the aging your experience of aging conscious so you prepare properly so same deal for this because i do want a relationship i do yes i want a relationship and so you're telling me you have to keep the big picture in mind and there's small stumbles on the way but keep them keep them in perspective <laughs> yes and and your do-over hmm. is not 20 30 years you what, what do you mean i don't understand meaning that I mean, yeah, when, you know, in your 20s and you hurt your heart and you get ah. a fit and you decide I'm not going to date for another two, three years, right. you know, I'm just going to enjoy. But um, right, you have to be gonna... very deliberate. Yes, yes. And 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 and, 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 and while I understand, <clears throat> as you so rightly say, friendships yeah. are important. Yeah. yeah. You have to decide mm. how much am I going to invest in these friendships versus putting some energy into finding an intimate partner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha- it, it, it has to be some kind of trade-off and it yeah. has to be a very and just like our friend um with the 50 the 50 yeah, days monique you know yes and, she put uh, the time in she put did. the time in you you have to put the time in you have to be very deliberate because i can tell you friend mm. um I'd be a hypocrite to not say having that intimate intimate person to share your life with isn't one of the best things that could happen to you mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. No, I you know you've said that before and it's worth repeating again and again. <laughs> Each it helps me, it helps me because I do lose track of the big picture very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you you know, I'm I'm resistant to the discomfort of this yes. process, and it's it's a kind of slow. But but this is excellent. Thank you, thank you for the good reminder. And I have uh, I have one more thing, a bit more precise, a bit more specific mm-hmm. to ask, and it's related to a step I've taken. This is something that I said I would do the last time we talked in the podcast and I yes. have, which was yes. to sign up for a speed dating event. Yes. And I have, I found one. Good. And um, so I, I have a question for you. Uh, I love the, the combination of um, seriousness and playfulness you bring to everything. And um, so you, as you've mentioned, are married and you're very happily married to your husband, Garfield. So I think you've probably missed your own chance to do speed dating. I don't think you ever did it. So no. I'll, I'll describe <laughs> it very briefly for anyone who's not sure. Uh, it's basically an evening where an equal number of people who might be interested in each other. So I'm going to one that's a mix of men and women uh, are put together and then you 
are during the event, you have like 10 minutes or something. It's very structured and limited to talk with each of the people. And then at the very end, you decide if there's anybody you want to see again. So it's just like, like Kristen said in the, the last podcast episode, it's like you get over with a whole bunch of first dates all in one go. <laughs> so it, there's an efficiency to it. So my question for you yeah. is since you're never going to have the opportunity to do this, uh, well, no, let's say never say that. never. <laughs> likely not. It's life. <laughs> it's, true. But likely not. But you're certainly not going to be doing it right now. Yeah. But I have a feeling you would kill this. I have a feeling you would have the best time ever. <laughs> so if you were going to do this, what, like I am very shortly, what attitude would you be bringing to that experience to have, to get the most out of it? Either the most fun or like the most, you know, make the most of the experience. So just, I'm going to, I want you to tell me, and then I'm going to try and, and emulate that. So what, what would you, what would you bring? What attitude would you bring to this? Okay. So you've just, described um a very fun event mm. so mm. these men women beings mm -hmm. are interested in love right yeah they're 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 they have some vested interest yeah um so there's no no um there's very little opportunity for somebody being there just to Bing, 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 bing. There's more than likely they want to right. actually go another step further. Right. You know? They're probably looking yeah. for some kind of probably relationship. Probably at least a second date. Yeah. Yeah. True. So I would be me. And mm. you, Amanda, are wonderful social butterfly. You mm. are good at working a room. <laughs> um, and that's just what, and connecting people. You are so good at that. Ah, um, but now I want you to connect yourself ah. with someone. Because I don't want you to go there and say, oh, she's a nice girl for you. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> true. That's not the job. Or you go, oh, she's so pretty. Do you like her? No, 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 no. Right. Um, Thank you. This, yes. Good note. <laughs> yes. You have to be selfish. Mm. Mm. So go there would be exactly who you are. The social yeah. butterfly queen you are. <laughs> to enjoy it. It's fun. You have nothing to lose, True. nothing to lose but True. to gain. Yeah. And keep an eye out. And even if there is no match, I don't know how the last part works, if they match people. I don't know you either. Have, if you see somebody that you like after the show, even if they're holding on to somebody else, slip your number. Oh, good. good. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Be, be a little bit aggressive too, girl. You're right. So you're right. have fun. No, be you. Yeah. Have fun. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm. And if you see a number you like, approach <laughs> that number, whether oh or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Drop the mic and walk away. <laughs> but, but have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And, and go there expecting everything to be just beautiful for you. Oh, so nice. So yeah. Nice. Because oh, you deserve it. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to listen back to this. <laughs> and I'm going to report back to you when it's over. Not on the podcast. I've, although maybe I'll mention on the podcast, but you won't be with me on the podcast to mention it. Uh, Shelly Morgan, this is <laughs> such a rich, wonderful conversation as it always is. But I'm so glad we've had the, the space to hear more from you because it's 
always, always a highlight of every episode to ha to have you join and to have you share your amazing, amazing <laughs> energy. It's just infectious. Anyone who hears it feels better. And I love the combination of encouragement and like finger wagging. You're, you're <laughs> like things don't just happen on their own. Mm -hmm. So you inspire and you require. Ooh, yes. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for this past year of podcast participation of podcast conversations. Thank you for the past year of friendship and support in my dating <laughs> late bloom and love search. Thank you so much. And, and you and I, of course, are going to carry on our own conversations away from the podcast. And I will yep. just say anyone who is a listener to the podcast who wants to reach out to Shelly can do it through the podcast yes. um, because for now, I don't think there's a way for people to reach you directly, but you are going uh, in your career capacity. You are going to have the biggest, most incredible career as a healthy aging educator, researcher, advocate, and everything and anything else you want to do connected because you're just infectious. Your, your positivity and and inspiration is totally, totally infectious. Mm, Bless yeah. you. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah. I have enjoyed this process immensely yeah. um, in my Jamaican dialect. Me never know some other day on a podcast. <laughs> Does um, that mean I never thought I'd do a podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I had a wonderful time. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Um, late blooming love is real. It's... um. It's, it's wonderful. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shelly Morgan. Shelly, I send you a big hug. Mwah. Big kiss. And uh, I will talk to you soon. And I'm very lucky for that. <laughs> Bye, my friend. Bye. Thanks so much to my amazing guest this episode, Shelly Morgan. And thanks for checking out our conversation. I'm your host, Amanda Klang. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloom and Love. Catch you next time.